0: Now, when Jesus was asked uh, the question, what's the greatest commandment? He was asked about just one. Did you see that? What's the greatest commandment, just one? But he actually uh, told the scholar of the law, but there are two. This is the key, okay? This is the key for today's Sunday when Jesus was asked by the scholar of the law you have to you have to get it really really nicely the scholar of the law this guy has like PhD in the law if you have PhD in something usually you know everything about this topic right it's like me asking one of you oh, do you know how you say God in Polish I speak Polish I know I'm not asking you to to find out something that I don't know. Actually, I'm testing you, see? I don't care about what you say. Actually, I want you to be wrong, right? So I can feel better. I'm testing you. That's what happened here. The scholar of the law, he knew the answer. He was just seeing if Jesus, who claims to be the teacher, knows his stuff. And of course, the the answer that... uh, Jesus used, I would say, <clears throat> is, is again the deeper one. Not just one commandment, but two. They are two. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. Uh, you may know this already, but in the Old Testament, uh, we don't have just two or ten commandments. We have 613 commandments, right? That's a lot. So I think it's pretty good deal for us Catholics just to have 10. And still people complain, that's way too many. I'm like, really? Do you wanna do uh, 600 commandments? No. Yeah, so it's good to be Catholic. Uh, But it's not about the rules. Like Jesus says, it's about the, the first one. Love God, okay? Love God, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then, of course, uh, the the love of your neighbor uh, follows. Why? Because if we don't have the first one, if I don't love God, then fulfilling all the other rules, even as Catholic, is pretty difficult. Uh, Let's use the basic one, Sunday, right? one of the precepts five precepts of the church says that if you are catholic you must be here that's not an option even so thank you for coming Uh, my hope is that you are here not because i have to be here i want to be here why because i love the lord that's the point if you want to fulfill the rules including sunday obligation or Holiday of obligation, like FYI, this Wednesday, all saints, if you are Catholic, you must be here on Wednesday, okay? Or Tuesday evening, mass works too. Choose one and come. Not because you have to, you have to, but it, you want to be here. You love the Lord, okay? It's like for those of you who are married, uh, like if I told you you have to love your spouse, you would be like, "That's obvious." Like she, I, you don't have to force me to do it, right? I, I married this woman, so I'm I'm stuck with her for the rest of my life, <laughs> not because oh I have to. No, I love her, right? You see, if there is love, fulfilling the commandments, whatever they are, it just happens. It just happens. Now, the second one which Jesus mentioned is of course the love of your neighbor. Yes, you can love people if you love God. You cannot reverse it. You cannot love people and hate God. That's, it cannot just, it can't happen. It just cannot. Everything starts with the love of the Lord, right? If you wanna be a good Christian, not just even Catholic Christian, It starts with the love of God. And then all the rules and commandments and whatnot, it it just happens. St. Paul says, not in today's second reading, but in one of other letters, he says that for those who love, there are no rules, because you just do it, right? You just do it. So the the scholar of the law, the Pharisee, who was asking the question, I think he didn't like the answer because these guys were actually what you are not supposed to be. Fulfilling the rules just for the sake of or fulfilling them. They didn't love God and so they hated people. Jesus told them so many times, guys you put so many obstacles or burdens on their shoulders and, but you cannot even touch it with your finger. Because you don't love god if you loved god you would recognize me right jesus so many times told them i am uh, the messiah and of course they didn't they didn't get it but again that's the that's the key here if i love god i will be able to love people and i will able to fulfill all the requirements right not because i have to not because i i really do love uh, love god now how can we how can we do the second part loving people our neighbors Um, it's difficult i'm not gonna lie it's difficult Uh, specifically those who don't really share your uh, world point of view so we don't talk about like catholic who likes catholics okay that's That's kind of easy what if you are Catholic or Christian and they are like non-believers who do something opposite to what you believe in Jesus didn't say like uh, yeah the second is like it you should love your Catholic neighbor as yourself right there is no Catholic word here or your Jewish neighbor or your whatever Christian neighbor it says just neighbor Uh, He means everyone. And this is when the fun begins. It's not easy. How can I love those who do evil stuff in this world? Love, in this case, it's not about emotions or feelings. Right? It's not about having this feeling. When I see my neighbor who lives next door, like... Oh, I love you so much good to see you No, you actually don't have to have this feeling most of the time you don't have it let's be honest Uh, like in Poland you know I I think I said this so many times my grandpa uh, he had he switched uh, another saying of Jesus you know but you should love God you know uh, from all your heart or your soul or your mind and then your neighbor as yourself my uh, my grandpa he twisted so many times this commandment by saying, you know, you should you know, love God, uh, you know, with all your heart, on your, your soul, and, and then your neighbor until the skin comes off of him, you know? Uh, that's kind of what's done in Poland. Mm. When you love someone, right, love someone, but so when something bad happens to you know my neighbor i'm like yes i love you so much this is great uh, this is this is not the way that's my point loving is not about liking it's about really putting God first and then uh, the, the love of neighbor will will follow how can we do it quite easily well for us christians catholic uh, Praying for others. That's one of the best tools we have to really exercise the second commandment, love of neighbor. Praying for other people. Now, I don't want you to spend like two hours every day on your knees praying for others. That's, that's not your vocation for most of you. That's, nearly, that's not even my vocation. There are specific people who are designed to do this kind of stuff. We call them religious nuns and like uh, you know cloister monks and all this they just pray all day long we cannot do it we should do it when we can so of course when you are here for the mass we are praying for others right after the the homily we have the the creed and then the prayer of the faithful when we pray for others but still you should do it daily between sundays I know, I know, everyone says, I'm too busy. Uh, You know, there is this... uh, (laughs) that's kind of funny. When I became a priest... the most, I would say, the most frequent phrase or statement that I started hearing from people were like, Father, I know you are busy, but... So here is the deal. Don't tell Father Brian, we are not so busy. (laughs) This is kind of a lie, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is the lie most of the time. Uh, But actually we love it so much that we just let people say that every time. Father, I know we are so busy, yeah, 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 yeah. What's, what's the deal? Of course, we are busy, you know, in a positive, of course, uh, view. But, you know, there are stuff to do, masses to say, uh, confessions to be heard, going to hospitals and so forth. But, you know, I lived the secular life before I became a priest, and I was much more busier than I am now. I don't have to go to the office and be there from 9 to 5. I mean, I still have to go to the office, but uh, I'm kind of like the vice CEO here, so I can leave anytime. And the only one who can tell me something is Father Brian, right? No one else can be like, Father, where are you? I'm like, I'm busy. I'm busy, right? I'm busy with my stuff. So I know everyone is busy. We are, we are. I'm busy too, but not too busy to pray for others. That's my point. If you ever say, like, I'm too busy to pray, something is wrong with your life, okay? If you say, I'm too busy to, to come to the church on Sunday or to pray daily, red flag, rethink your life. Where is the love of God, you know? I'm a priest, of course, I'm busy, busy. Uh, I pray that it's my job kind of, but there's still some prayers that I have to do but are not required from me. And I have to time for them too. One of, the best one, uh, one of the best ones that works for me is, for example, when I drive. Sometimes I like just turn off the radio or my Spotify and just, just talk to God. It really helps me, you know, when I drive, even this morning I was driving to Lourdes for the 8 a.m. mass. Uh, I turn off the radio It's just like five minute drive uh, from St. Louis to Lourdes. But of course I started complaining about snow, right? You know, here we go again. Uh, And it's Sunday morning, it's, I'm going to, you know, say all these masses at Lourdes and I'm talking to God, you know, and I had to hit every traffic light and stab at it. I'm like, okay, I guess we can talk now because I have like another 30 minutes, I seconds to kill. Uh, these lights are crazy here on Lagan on like Monday, Sunday morning. It's like, it's no one no one there, there is, but you know, they stop you at every intersection. But it gave me opportunity. Yes, I can pray. I'm not really too busy now. You should do it too. You know, you can find all these small opportunities throughout the day, and you should pray for others. Uh, Whenever you pray, I don't know, rosary, or any other prayer, or even you're here at Mass, when you come here, it's good when you have your own intention, okay? There is a Mass intention that I'm gonna tell you right before Eucharistic prayer, that's mine. But each one of you should have one too. Like pray for someone who is sick. Maybe someone who, have, you know, who has passed away. Uh, someone who is struggling with something in life. It's always good for you to have an intention too. Right? Because this is not just mine sacrifice, but yours too. Right? I'm going to say that. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable by God, right? Pray for other people. This is how you exercise the love of God, because you pray to God for others, two in one. That's a good deal. And Mass is the highest level of of this kind of prayer. When we pray to God for others. So I would say, even if you were busy, uh, find time, find opportunities throughout the day, to pray to God for others, because this one will help you to God love more and people. You will do both. You will do both. Uh, If you do it, then even, as I said, following all the other rules, like Sunday obligation, going to the confession, uh, praying daily, it will just happen, because if you love God, that's what gives you strength to do uh, the other stuff. Like we were even saying, you know, uh, for the psalm, I love you, Lord, my strength. Yes, if I love God, then I will have strength to do uh, the love of my neighbor and I will exercise my duty uh, as a Christian to pray for others. Let's pray today, not just for ourselves, but for others. Because that's the way. That's what we are supposed to do. Why? Because we love